Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern that's being ridiculed for his Operation Granny idea, codename Legion Cub. And I'm trying to get the stupid setup going. You guys, I, uh, full full disclosure, everybody. Uh, first of all, thanks for being here. Uh, the fact that I'm here is kind of amazing. I'm on the tail end of a brutal hangover, thanks to the incredible Donnie Benet show I went to last night, uh, where I decided it would be a great idea to mix every kind of alcohol known to man, uh, because I was just having that kind of party. But today, I'm hydrating. I was just telling the fellas that this is going to be the first one of these I do stone cold sober because I need water and lots of it. All right. Who we got? We got a nice little crowd already hanging out, ready to go. Uh, we're looking forward to everybody's input tonight, but before we get to the, the meat of the show, as it were, uh, this is the needless things, YouTube channel where you can find toy reviews all the time. Uh, there haven't been any Joe reviews too recently, but hopefully some more are going to be coming up very soon. I know that uh, Flint and CoverGirl and uh, even the retro Storm Shadow. Have you mean been... Falcon? Oh, yeah. Uh, Falcon. I, I mean, if you want to get another Flint, please. Well, who doesn't? They're still want... on the shelves. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, they're not hard to find. Um, <laughs> yeah, Falcon. Uh, who has received quite a lot of attention. Well, we saw some other pictures of Falcon that weren't quite as bad as those initial pictures we saw, but he still doesn't look great. Well, I mean, until he's in hand, I'm not judging anything because yeah. you can't yeah. tell every single one of us has a camera that takes completely different pictures from everybody else's camera. Most people, including me, don't really know how to use their camera optimally. Uh, so you just can't trust it until you're looking at it in person, uh, which granted does bring us to the uh, windowless packaging issue. But, you know, with this, it's kind of a mat. It's not like there are errors on the Falcon figure. It's they're all like, however they're like. So it's not like you need to be able to sift through them to find one that doesn't have goofy eyes or whatever. Uh, it's just a matter of getting it in hand and figuring out if you like the way it looks. And I, I won't know until I've got mine, which, according to Amazon, is now going to be May 1st. Uh, I got an email update from them that the Crimson Bat uh, Falcon Cover Girl. What is the other one? Whatever this wave. Uh, is now delayed to May 1st. The original date was April something. So uh, hang in there. They'll they'll be reviewed as soon as possible. Everybody will have their figures. Uh, but sometimes with Amazon, I've noticed you'll get something like that where they bump a release date back and then all of a sudden they're shipping two weeks later. So I don't know if that's just a weird update process that they have. I, I don't know what the deal is. Uh, you can get your own Audible Interlude shirts. I know I keep saying new designs are coming soon, and I mean it. But right now, you can go to our pinned stories on the Needless, uh, needless uh, Audible Interlude G.I. Joe podcast Instagram uh, and buy yourself 
an Audible Interlude t-shirt or an AI pod shirt in many different colors, sizes, styles. If you want a phone case, you can do that. If you want some stickers or a nice magnet for your refrigerator, maybe you drew a little picture of uh, Zartan and you want to put it up on the fridge with an Audible Interlude magnet, you can make that happen. And we'll be happy to see it. Uh, Schedule-wise, the audio version of this episode will be available on Friday. Our next audio episode is next Friday. And of course, each and every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, you can check out the new release from Audible Interlude. Uh, And I'll I'll put up a little teaser since it's sitting right here. Next Friday, we're going to be taking a look at that right there. So tune in for that one. Uh, and then our next live stream is going to be on March the 13th, right here on the Needless Things YouTube channel. And we are going to have a lot of news to discuss because March 8th is the next Hasbro Pulse live stream with the G.I. Joe team. So uh, fingers crossed for O-ring stuff. Uh, we we'll see some, you know, Things we've seen in renders and figure form, seeing things we've seen in figure form up for pre-order. See, you know, we, we know how the process works at this point. And maybe even like a surprise release like the Stinger. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be swell to get another vehicle just drop? Even if it's a vamp or even if it's the vamp Mark II, like how just, easy is that? Just do it. Just give us more Retroverse. Right. Yes, that's right. Retroverse. Hashtag Retroverse. Tag, uh... Emily, more phenomenal Emily and uh, Weather Dominator on Instagram with your retroverse hashtags. Let them know. We want it. Uh, all right. We, we've got a, a little piece of news to cover before we get too much further, which, by the way, zero news this this time around. Like, there's really it's nothing really to quiet. talk about. Yeah, but that's okay because we've got uh, plenty that we can fill an hour up with. Uh, starting with Noel, you you shared this Power Comics announcement. I don't think there's much to talk about, but but we should hit on it a little bit. Yeah, and um, there was some speculation as to what it might be. I remember seeing that, and it was late at night when I first saw the the post about it. So I shared it with you guys. Um, I'd never heard of Power Comics, but I'm also not like a regular comics reader. Apparently, nobody's heard of Power Comics, um, and from the speculation I've read on like reading his tank forums and stuff, people are thinking they're not getting, they, they may get like a one-off GI Joe title they get to put out. Um, they might get like maybe an artist who's worked with GI Joe before. So they're able to bring them on and kind of hype them up as a GI Joe person, but it's more than likely not going to be the, uh, the launch of the new GI Joe line. So um I would I would be very very surprised if Larry Hama, who said he's already written the first three issues uh, for the new publisher, would be working for a tiny comic company like that. Yeah, and I I look Hasbro's not licensing this out, regardless of what anybody thinks about the uh, GI Joe brand's public profile. This goes to a big a major publisher. This doesn't go to some you know little tiny uh, recently uh, completed a Kickstarter. <laughs> to print comics uh company uh, it's just not going to happen i my my guess is along the lines of you know they have a, a higher profile writer maybe like a, a what chuck chuck dixon uh something like that i the, but there i don't think it's even very likely that they have even a one-off uh 
you know, officially licensed title. Yeah. So it we, would we really will surprise me. And well, we'll find out uh, in a couple of days because March 1st is, is whatever this announcement is. That's when they're making it. So we'll cover that uh, on our next live stream if, if it's newsworthy. Uh, let's see. Uh, so new, we've got a couple of pieces of kind of backed up news, things that didn't quite make it into past live streams that I think are worth a little bit of discussion. Oh, and what's worth discussion is look at this Thor Golden Cub jumping into the super chat. Thank you so much. It's very much appreciated. Uh, as I say every time, if you guys uh, throw some money in there in the chat, uh, that all goes to our production or, or whatever. It goes into the show, and we, we appreciate every little bit. But do not feel compelled uh, to do that. Like if you're, if you're watching, you're like, Hey, this is cool. Here's a couple bucks for these guys to keep doing what they're doing. That's great. But, uh, you know, everybody, I'm just happy to see folks hanging out, uh, listening to us talk about GI Joe. That's, that's the great part. Uh, let's see who else have we got here. Craig Dukas, bring on issue 301, right? I'm, I'm curious to see, I, I would almost want to just see Hama do like a a reboot of his own stuff like I, I i feel like i don't know where else there is to go but at the same time after and we haven't even talked about this i finally read issue 300 and i was expecting it to have some kind of of closure and it doesn't it just ends on like a cliffhanger well, i think he didn't even know at the time that he was writing it that, that they were done but that was going to be it yeah. okay okay <clears throat> And I, so presume I guess probably figured if, you know, if it was done, someone's going to pick up this license and it'll continue right. somewhere. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, I guess it really does need a continuation. But I, I, I would like to see him sort of revitalized and, and able to do some new things. And maybe uh, there'd be an opportunity to do that with a new publisher. And there's a way that he can uh, j just drum up some some new ideas and get fresh. Uh who else have we got time for my favorite part of Monday? Thank you, JJ Holdershed. Uh, let's see. And Craig Dukas, they mentioned it ties to a Marvel issue. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, Yorktown Joe, thank you for being here. Could it be someone affiliated with Marvel? A real American hero issue four is now something doing something for power comics art wise. Uh, entirely possible. Well, like I said, we'll find out in a couple of days and we'll we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks. Uh, all right. So the Star Wars branch of Hasbro. <laughs> Christian, you you always have the best reaction anytime uh, Sorry. Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars uh, Black Series comes up. Uh, it's just such a good line, but I feel like what you're getting ready to say is a bad move on their part. Well, they are not doing pre-orders anymore. Yeah. And it seems that that might carry over into something a little more G.I. Joe adjacent, the Indiana Jones line, uh, which, again, I would like to express my disappointment that it appears that is going to be scaled with the Black Series and not with G.I. Joe, excuse me, G.I. Joe Classified. Uh, because I, it, it is, it would be much cooler to me to be able to put my indie figures with Classified uh, than with, black series figures that i don't really own anyway so whatever uh but no more pre-orders and i feel like if if 
you have ever been to, there's a great website called uh, Galactic Hunter that is run by Adam Paulus, who's one of the great, in, in my opinion, one of the great Star Wars toy commentators that has ever been online. Uh, he started a literal newsletter in the 90s uh, about news for Star Wars toys uh, and now runs Galactic Hunter where he does reviews of the figures, talks about news, whatever else. And many, many times over the years, Adam Paulus has pointed out that when you want something from Hasbro, you have to be very, very, very specific about what you want. You can't say, uh, we want more stormtroopers and mean we want literally for you to produce more regular stormtroopers like if that's what you mean you have to say that because when you say we want more stormtroopers hasbro might say oh so they want like blue stormtroopers and green stormtroopers and red stormtroopers so that's what we'll do or would they want stormtroopers and holiday sweaters and you say no hasbro just literally more stormtroopers regular store just make more of them we would be able to walk into a store or go into Amazon at any time and buy a stormtrooper. I want to have shelves of a hundred figures that look right. just alike. Right. <laughs> that, well, hey, wait a minute. Was that a shot at me? <laughs> no, um, that's a shot at me. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> um. So oh, that has come up many, many times over the years. Is that Hasbro? Like, well, it's not even a Hasbro problem. It's it's just a gap in the communication where customers and and I don't like using the word fans when you mean customers customers uh will express an opinion and hasbro will respond in completely the wrong way because they didn't understand what was being expressed because the customer was not specific enough i think that when customers complained about hey we've got hundreds of pre-orders just sitting here and with with more and more piling up and we're not actually receiving product this is just too many pre-orders. Hasbro was like, oh, so they don't want us to do pre-orders anymore? Like, I literally think that's what happened. Mm -hmm. they, they totally misunderstood the nature of the complaint. Uh, so the it, it's not that we don't want pre-orders. It's that there's too much lead time on pre-orders. And then that results in having too many open pre-orders at the same time. Don't even take a pre-order until the product is like in production like getting ready to get on the boat. That's that's when I want to be able to do a pre-order unless it's something uh you know like Super 7 or like Mezco where the purchase like that money is involved in the production. That's that's a whole different thing. But from a, from a mass market toy line to me that's the appropriate time to take a pre-order about 3ish months out. How do you guys feel about that? I think I'm I mean, I would even be good with six months. I I think that there were extenuating circumstances that caused all of the craziness of not having toys in hand last year. And without pre-orders, I especially with the Star Wars line, I just think of how difficult it is to walk into a Walmart or a Target and find what I'm looking for. Um, so I think it's going to bite them in the butt. I mean, there's all, but then again, there's still a part of me that says, okay, this just moves the money from people pre-ordering it through them and going to big bad or 
Entertainment Earth or any of the other stores. It makes me wonder <clears throat> if there has been pressure from the brick and mortar stores on these companies um, because people are buying more things online. And this is kind of forcing their hand of getting more product in stores, but you're still going to sell them online. You're just not going to be selling them where you're purchasing them however many months in advance. Um, I think three months is probably good. I think three to six is probably a pretty appropriate um, length of time for a pre-order personally. Well, and and I do have to wonder if the long lead time on pre-orders has to do with them estimating production numbers. You know, it used to be that they just made however many they thought they needed to make, but maybe over the past few years, toy companies have gotten in the habit of looking at the pre-order numbers and maybe boosting production a little bit or dropping it a little bit, depending on how the pre-orders look. That's entirely possible too. And if that's the case, I get it, uh, but it but it's still just frustrating. And, and also really the whole reason I think all of this came to a head is because of the issues with distribution over the past couple of years if we could get into a regular system, if, if we could get back into product showing up fairly regularly, then it wouldn't be such a bad thing. Like, let's say I've got 50 pre-orders, but if I'm receiving five figures and making five new pre-orders every, you know, a couple of months, and I've got just a rolling 50 that never really increases... <laughs> That's fine. I don't mind that, but I I need some product payoff. You you just said something that that lit a candle in my brain. How many pre-orders during all of this craziness were canceled and people did chargebacks because okay, it's now been a figure or sorry, it's now been a year. I still don't have this figure in hand. So I'm calling my credit card company and I'm just canceling it. Like, I'm not going to see this. And so then Hasbro ends up with more stock that they're trying to push than what, because their pre-order said, okay, you're going to move X amount of units. And by the time those distribution problems were fixed, it was, oh, maybe you're not going to be moving that many. Well, and that may be a part, and I, I don't know the story of Dorkside Toys really at all what happened, but that may well be a part of what got them mm -hmm. uh, was canceled pre-orders because I think they were often getting their shipments last. And if you get it somewhere else, you, you cancel it. Yeah. And they just yeah. couldn't afford the, that volume of, because all of these places got tons and tons and tons more business over the pandemic. Uh, and then for all of a sudden for that, for you to have based your purchasing for the next year off of pandemic business, you can't do it. And then all of a sudden mm -hmm. have a bunch of pre-orders canceled in that way. Uh, I'm sure that was, that was a problem for everyone. Well, and there no was doubt. so much competition too, because you have, yeah, you've got like Hasbro selling them or you've got, you know, whatever other toy companies sell them directly, um, through or through their, their like Hasbro pulse type sites, but you also got Amazon, um, you've got Big Bad, and then you've got companies like GameStop, who aren't normally something that somebody would people would think of for toys, but they're getting into the business and they're also fulfilling orders a lot faster than some of these other big brands. So yeah, if you're a mm -hmm. if you're one of the smaller potatoes on that chain, you don't really stand a chance against those giants, probably. Uh, Kevin Riddle 
Oh, wait a minute. My comments scrolled up. There it is. Uh, I'd like a shirt to help out and promote you guys, but I need a tall size and I haven't seen tall sizes. So I don't know how tall you are, Kevin. I'm six, four and I get a double X. Now I don't, you may not need the, the width, but the length of the Heather colored double X's, these are long shirts. It's, it fits like an XLT. Uh, it works for me because most shirts, I end up with that eighties metal shirt look where it's like, cause I get a double X hoping for a little bit of extra length on it. I end up with a shirt that's like really wide. And then like my stomach is like right at the bottom of the shirt. But, uh, so the double X in the Heather colors, uh, works pretty well for me, but if you're, you're taller than six, four, then I can't help you out. And I don't know why T public doesn't have tall sizes because they're so, uh, They've got such a wide variety. They go up to like 5X. So if you're going to do that, why not have tall? And they have women's sizes. Like it, it's weird, weird exclusion. I don't like, I don't like their heightism, T public. <laughs> All right. Uh, Yorktown Joe, that makes me sad about the indie figure size. Now, I will say this I'm not positive about the size of the indie figures, but there's been speculation that they're sharing some parts from the black series, which would mean obviously they're scaled to black series size. Now, again, I don't know that that's fact. People have just kind of observed that it could be. Uh, and since it's a Lucas product, it's entirely possible. Their con concern for compatibility was more towards uh, more towards being like the black series. We'll, we'll find out and you'll see reviews right here on the needless things, YouTube channel uh, tote and Kazim's suit body. Yes, exactly. Kazim's suit body. As soon as I saw it, the first thing I thought was like, Ooh, that would be really cool for Tomax and Samot. Uh, but the good news though, is one of the plans that I had for the like celebrity star Wars figures that they do like John Favreau and George Lucas and all is I wanted to just put them on suit bodies, but they don't they're not compatible with any line that has suit bodies so now i'll be able to stick those heads on some little suit bodies so that's one good thing not doesn't really outweigh the uh the disappointment of them not being compatible with joe but it is it's a silver lining of sorts um so yeah the suit bodies would have been great custom bases for the undercover crimson guard uh, look in issue 36 battling on the staten island ferry yeah absolutely uh, Craig Dukas, uh, if I forgot, I ordered it. It's too long. Three months is good. Yeah. That uh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Tiger Force Outback is a prime example. <laughs> uh, and exactly what I was getting at. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, okay. Let's see. What do we got? Oh, and at the end of the day, do pre-orders even mean anything? Because I usually end up canceling them either... When I find, especially with uh, stuff from Target, because I'll find it in the store long before the pre-order ever ships, uh, or if I've got something pre-ordered, and because I, I mean, I, I cancel roughly two thirds of the pre-orders that I make. Think about yep. that. I was going to say somebody like you who's ordering from that many right sites each time, usually ordering from three retailers. Yeah, so the I'm majority canceling. of your pre-orders get canceled. So that's right. It's not going to really be a good number to gauge that yeah yeah uh all right so another little piece of of non-news uh and before we get into this one i want to point something out i don't watch i don't hate watch youtube videos because then you're giving bad content views you're basically encouraging bad faith youtubers to keep producing 
content that everybody complains about and says how bad it is. So I don't, I don't share videos that I don't have a high opinion of and that I don't think are good. Uh, <clears throat> I, I just, I don't like the mentality of, Hey, everybody look at this terrible thing and make sure it gets tons of views. I, I don't get it. So I did not watch this classified dragonfly has lab video. I don't, I get the gist of it is that somebody says they did some work for hire uh, on a HasLab dragonfly and something happened with it and they decided they were just going to burn the whole thing down. First of all, I don't believe for a second that Hasbro canceled a product because somebody had a hissy fit on the internet. That's the silliest thing I've ever heard. They've had products leaked before and they still released them. Like that's a bunch of nonsense. Uh, and as far as the work that this guy did, I mean, if, if whatever went on, everybody was being unprofessional. So I, I don't care, whatever it, it's, like I said, it needs to be mentioned, but it, it's just a bunch of silly nonsense. As far as I'm concerned, did you guys, did you guys watch this video? It's okay. No. if You did. Hmm. This is actually the first time hearing of it. Oh, really? Well, that, yeah. there was a rumor about this when like months ago that there was going to be a dragon a dragonfly and there was a, the person that was an insider that was working on it but right, yeah, right. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen this video yeah apparently somebody on youtube uh i don't know if they did an interview or whatever like i said i'm not i'm not gonna watch i'm not gonna watch a video that sets out to be negative like with right. no uh with no sense of of genuine critique it's out there to to set fire to things and i i just hate that and it's unfortunate that i'm not gonna name any names but uh christian one one of you and my's uh i'm not gonna say favorite channels but one that we've watched a lot of seems to have devolved into that oh 100 uh, it's why it, i really like yeah it's <laughs> yeah. it's unfortunate but uh, I, I, going back to the the dragonfly thing i i have thought about that since the initial um hoopla however many months ago and and something that I, the reason why I think that it's more rumor than, than fact is because these companies, when you come in if and, and you're working on this stuff, I don't know if Hasbro necessarily makes these people sign an NDA, but it got me thinking of when Paul Harding made his announcement like, oh, hey, I'm now on the G.I. Joe classified line and I'm sculpting some figures. He couldn't say anything other than that right? until the figures that he worked on were announced and shown. And even then, what he said was really limited because he wants to continue getting work yes. in the industry, even if he's not with the G.I. Joe line anymore. That Those are just bridges that you don't burn. Well, and that's so, the thing is like, even if you're mad at Hasbro, well, you've just shown the rest of the industry how unprofessional you right. are so yeah it, it's just a, a bad scene all around uh and i still would like now okay first i have to say i don't want any more classified vehicles i'll buy them <laughs> darn it but it's just not something i need but i i would jump all over a he a says this because by the next live instead of an office chair, he's actually going to be sitting in the super seven thunder tank guys between Snake <laughs> if it Mountain, ever ships between the thunder tank 
Snake Mountain, and Java Cell Barge. Phantom <laughs> has no room in the cave anymore. Dude, I'm so <laughs> mad about Big Bad like, Toy Store getting the Thunder Tank like three weeks ago now, and Super 7 still hasn't even shipped mine. Mm. But but I've already you know as as we've discussed You'll get I've it. already it's coming it, it, well yeah but I need to review it I need I need those clicks I need those views come on <laughs> um but as I've said I no longer order directly from Super Seven because th- this has been the norm for a long time now so Big Bad gets all my business and those are pre orders I do not cancel uh let's see here i think we've got one more piece of older news i want to kind of just strike here before we get to our sound offs uh there was speaking of super seven nice nice transition there uh there was an interview with michael gulen the senior product design manager at super seven and the lead designer on all gi joe products so it's not just reaction it's it's the whole gi joe super seven output uh and there were just a couple of bullet points i wanted to go over this this interview is from weeks ago uh, but there were some interesting things. Uh, first of all, he works very closely with Brian Flynn about everything. I mean, Brian Flynn, I get the impression that he is involved in literally everything Super 7 does. So even if he's got a lead designer for something, he is very much a part of the creative process of of everything that they do. But it's just nice to nice to know that these two guys, the exchange of ideas seems to be good. Uh, I think it's great to have a, a couple of people focused on something in that way, rather than just having a singular vision uh, for anything. I think it's great to have, you know, two or more points of view. You can't have too many, too many cooks, you know, uh, but it, it's, it's, it was cool to hear that. Uh, the camo Cobra soldier that I meant to have over here at the desk, but I was a little distracted today all day. Uh, but that camo Cobra soldier from the most recent wave of super sevens, that's actually an original design, and that is the camouflage that Super 7 used in their pop-up store at San Diego Comic-Con. So okay. that's a proprietary cool. that camouflage, sense. and it kind of makes that figure cooler to me. Like, it's almost like it's a... Uh, not, not that it's more collectible necessarily, but it's, it's more notable than just some of the regular and and look i love all of the figures that they've done but that one it just makes it kind of a neat extra thing that it's it is a legit super seven creation it makes it uh stand out to me uh wave five duke has a new more accurate sunbow head sculpt uh well we already know this because i've got him sitting over here this is really old news everybody uh but it is still worth reporting it because a lot of people haven't seen well i haven't seen these in stores yet at all if you guys you this uh has not showed up no. uh so that duke has a more accurate sunbow head sculpt and it does uh red laser is actually new tooling they didn't just repaint um Cobra Commander. The Cobra Commander. It actually has new tooling to resemble the designs. Uh, And then he said, and this is very exciting for me, something Cobra and robot related is coming in 2023. He did not say if it was reaction or uh, ultimate or potentially super cyborg. Because, you know, we've we have said many times here on the show they could release a super cyborg or even one of the uh, super shogun size of a few of the different giant Cobra 
cobra robots the giant like kaiju cobra that right that the, yeah that's <laughs> right that's perfect for like the super the shogun or psycho well, that's i want i want that shogun optimus to go with my reaction figure so bad but i just cannot justify the price i, I almost I did I keep thinking about it. I just keep waiting for it to go down a little bit because I've well, se- I've seen it for like 70. It was uh No, I'm talking about the not the Are, Super Cyborg. Oh, that, I'm you're talking, talking about the Shogun. The Super yes. Shogun. That one's like $400 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can't do that, but the Cyborg one is No, yeah, the Super Cyborg. Yeah, I mean that one would work just fine especially yeah. for the price and I, i've got the super cyborg bat that they did and it's fantastic like the quality is i mean it's obviously tremendous. i go back here with the rest of my optimuses i yes. just picked up that ultimates figure when it dropped to like 30 dollars everywhere yeah a few months yeah, back yeah. uh let's see what else we got i think it is time let's go ahead and uh check out our our sound offs did you guys get a chance to get on there and take a look at the input uh I if did. you don't know uh, everybody watching or listening, you can go to Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram. Give us a follow. And every day, and it's it's not always going to be Monday, every day that we do a live stream, uh, early in that day, I'll put up a post that says, sound off. And we want to hear from you what you uh, want to bring to the table, what you want to hear us talk about, whatever. Whatever you want, put it there in the sound off that's G.I. Joe related. And uh, we'll we'll talk about it here on the show. And that's what we're going to do right now. Uh, so first up today, Griddle Gains just wanted to say, looking forward to tonight's show. And should I buy another Hiss HasLab now at 150 over retail or wait till they come out? I'm leaning towards now. Thoughts. This is a tough one because I'm I'm bad at this kind of speculating. What do you guys think? I think that you're probably. And, and what do you guys in the chat think? Yeah, I think you're probably going to get a better deal if you spend 150 over retail now because yeah. I don't think because I bought two knowing okay I'm going to get two so I can flip one and at least you know get my money back for one I'm not like looking to get a windfall but I think 450 is going to be on the lower end of what they go for if nothing else I know that a lot of people bought them to flip them and much like the Sky Striker um, they're not getting the the return on investment that, that a lot of people had hoped to. Um, but I think you're probably going to be better off if you if you've got the money to do it now, go ahead and do it now. It's even even if it winds up being in that same price range or slightly cheaper, the peace of mind right now is going to be better. Well, here's here's one way we can get kind of gauge the the room a bit. What was the Sky Striker was two thirty two twenty nine? Yeah. Okay, so sold Sky Strikers a complete. Haslab Sky Striker with everything sold for 305. Uh there's 376. Uh best offer on a 399, there's a 350, there's a 389. So hard to say. I'll I'll be honest because you got to think way more people backed the Hiss tank than backed the Sky Striker. Mhm. People bought five his tanks thinking, oh, I'll, I, I want to have five his tanks on the show. Like people literally were army building his tanks. And I think once the reality of the situation arrives on their doorstep, they may decide they don't need five his tanks. I, my and I could look, I could be wrong here. Don't come after me if I am. <laughs> I got to be honest and say, I think you might be better off waiting about a month after those things ship. 
I don't know that pulling the trigger at 150 now is is the best way to go. I if it were me, if it were my own personal money, I I'd give it a month or so, month, six weeks after people get their hands on them. I think there are going to be a lot of them, and I don't think people are going to be getting their full uh what what they want out of it. Well, the other thing I'm not too saying is you're going to get it for less, but I don't know that you're going to have to pay five. What was it? Three fifty for the hiss? It was three yeah. three hundred. Oh, was it three hundred? Yeah, it was three hundred. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I don't. You're you're not going to get it for less than three hundred, but you may be able to get it for you know less than four fifty. And I'm just now noticing that he's saying by another hiss has lab now. <laughs> um, yeah, since you've already, if you've already got one secured, so that 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 actually changes things up a little bit for me in that situation yeah that's true too if you only want the hiss tank like if you're well but you're gonna want this c with this one you want all the figures right because they they go to the hiss it's not it's not like the sky striker where there are figures that you like you really only need two of those figures Mm -hmm. the rest of them are kind of extraneous but this is literally the crew of the hiss tank and cobra commander so like with this one people may not be piecemealing it out in quite the same way. It'll be interesting to see the market on this thing. It really will. I, I feel like a lot of people are going to piecemeal out that Cobra Commander, if nothing else. I agree. I think, I think that Cobra Commander single-carded is going to go for more than... It's going to be a much bigger upsell than anything else, at least percentage-wise. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, depending on if if they don't release a regular version... Before the well, his tank yeah, comes before out. Before the his tank. Right. If they haven't announced one by they, that point. I don't think they will, though, because. They did with the. the Now, the, it was the Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander, but they put out a Cobra Commander in O-Ring before the Sky Striker shipped. Yeah. They may but, not look at those things quite the same way that we do. Uh, true, because I guess the Marvel team is separate. Because when the Galactus came out, I remember the Marvel team in one of the interviews were saying how like the unlock figures don't get any sort of mass retail release until at least a year or so later. Well, and you've also got to consider that in the context of GI Joe, Cobra commander is a much higher profile character than Terax or whoever came with Galactus. True. I don't but even know. I don't even know who why, it is. That's also why I think, to Noel's point that this Cobra commander is going to be, I think people are going to piecemeal him out because you're going to make a chunk. Cause until the other one does come out, this is the version everybody wants. Yeah. As long as the other one doesn't come out before the, his tank really, cause I'm, I'm planning to flip it. I mean, I don't, I don't see any reason to, to well, keep plus, it. If someone, if someone buys two hisses because they want two hisses, they don't need two Cobra commanders. Whereas right, the right. rest of them work as army builders. Oh, that's a good point. So that's going to be oh, the one that goes to the market. Maybe, maybe because now you have that body so you can go onto eBay, buy your 3D printed hooded head. But even so, people who bought five his tanks. Oh, that's true. Are, have are, incredible yeah, credit. That, that Cobra Commander may not have much value. That's a very interesting point. Yeah, and uh, in in retrospect, now I think about those logistics. Yeah, it does change things up a little bit. Well, and you know what I said, I plan to flip it, but I've still got my Sky Striker figures that I didn't really care about. Now I've got them in cases hanging up over here because because how do you get rid of a nice carded GI Joe figure? 
Well, yeah, but if if you're you getting might see. if you're getting a second <laughs> hiss to flip, it's different. Oh well, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I got no, no, I, but I've got to keep at least one, and I yeah. I only got the one hiss because it just yeah. wasn't in the cards at the time. Uh, all right, next up, Nerdy Laser. What's up, Rich? Uh, must read issues of the GI Joe comic. I mean, to be honest, I would say the original Marvel run from issue one to issue 65 ish, right around there. Yeah, are all a, a good point are, are all great. I mean, the first 50 issues for sure are great and then it just kind of slowly kind of declines after that it's still fun to read but man those 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 first ones are legit just awesome comics uh there those are must reads i think and there are i would say there's some uh even after that that i would recommend there's like a three issue arc where they introduce the the def um and headman and they also are doing like the um eco warriors at that time too and they and they they put them together in like a really unique way of telling the story um that's that's a like a three issue arc that i would recommend i don't know the numbers off the top of my head but it's a little bit later in the run it's like in the 100 somewhere yeah i haven't gotten that far yet because i i am to the point now where i'm past what i read when i was a kid and everything is new to me so i i haven't gotten up to those yet well and it, it gets to the point too where i i think I'm, I'm sure it was hasbro just putting more pressure on them to include more characters because larry was putting a guy in a comic he's in two panels and you never see him again yeah and that's part yeah. of the problem for sure is you've you know he spent so much time building building and developing <laughs> the characters of the original joes and you really get attached to them. And then because of Hasbro's edict, like most of them kind of go away and you don't have time to get attached to anybody else. Cause it's just constantly these new characters coming in. Like uh, there, I just read one issue where shockwave was just in it and you didn't know anything about him. You didn't know who he was. He was just there. And that's how a lot of them are now. And, and that's, mm-hmm. that's part of why it doesn't seem quite as engaging. Uh, and then the other, well, have you guys got any others? Well, I was also going to recommend uh, the IDW Chuckles miniseries. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I is that was a game changer. I mean, the IDW was already putting out good Joe comics, but to me, the the Chuckles miniseries just superb. And and, and within that first. 50 uh, 50 issues of the marvel run obviously the silent early issue is one that everyone needs to needs to own um yeah joe the, fan or not that that's that's comic book like it's a master class in comics uh the whole story uh, all the issues that deal with the whole story of uh ripcord and uh candy uh, apple yeah. and um and her father and the building of cobra island uh, well, that's that's all great and also the cobra civil war is another yeah. fantastic story arc. That's the thing, that though, was my is first those, those first, I think, about 65 issues are really kind of all one story. It's yeah. it's not They're not a lot that you can just pick up and read that one issue. Like, yeah, there's it's, very it's few going, it, yeah, well, and that's the silent interlude is one that you can just read on its own. 
but you most of them if you pick an issue up and read it it's going to engage you and you're going to just keep rolling down the line like it's just how it's going to happen uh idw also produced a series called frontline that i really yeah. really liked i thought it was one of the better things that they put out uh hearts and minds max brooks's story too was really good yes yes uh so there yeah there's there's great stuff and there's not so great stuff uh and next week you will be able to hear about whether or not this is great stuff because we're going <laughs> to review it uh okay scale model joes have you ever found something in your collection you didn't think you owned or would have sworn you'd sold or traded away? Uh, one of you guys want to hit this one first? Go for it, Noel. I'm thinking, and I'm thinking actually not thinking Joe's, but I'm thinking about particular transformers i've bought like three or four times because i keep forgetting that i have one <laughs> uh there's a there's a couple of those especially stuff from like 87 where i don't have those on display so they're they're in a they're in a bin somewhere and every once in a while i'll see one and i'll i'll spend a little money on it and it's probably more than i needed to spend on it but then i come home and i go to archive it and i'm like ah oh, there he is already yeah yes. i've um i've got two one is gi joe and it's it's kind of a lesser thing but i don't know how it happened i don't know why it happened i still have the buzz bore that i had when i was a kid and i i if i'm remembering right uh before everything went up in the attic it was in boxes in the storage room in the basement and I was looking for this. This would have been when I was like between 18 and 20, I guess. Uh, I was looking for something else. And I just saw that buzz bore sitting on top of like in the top of a box of stuff. And I grabbed it because I just always loved that thing. It's ridiculous. And I just have always had it in move to move house to house, apartment to apartment uh have kept that thing with me but for a long time i forgot that it was the one i had when i was a kid until until we got into this house and i was unpacking everything and i was like why do i have a buzz bore because at the time i didn't have any of my vintage or any vintage joe stuff at all and i was like why do i have this and then i remembered that rooting around in that box and and that i that stayed with me it's wild and then yeah Oh no! I'm just I, something just crossed my mind. You can you can finish. I just was okay. like remembering. Well, One the other the thing that, that I've I got most, more recently uh, double bought. The other thing that I've got that I was positive I had sold because I over the years uh, again moving apartment to apartment before I finally settled down, uh, I sold many collections of toys. Which never sell your toys. Never sell your toys. Uh, I sold many collections of toys. There's so many things I regret. Uh, and at one point I just experienced pure delight because I was positive. I had sold, there was a like 16 inch RoboCop that came out. I don't even know when, uh, and it's, I would have brought it over, but it's up on a top shelf behind a bunch of other stuff. It would be a massive pain. Uh, but it, it is a 
big giant robocop figure with vac metal armor a removable chest plate with like electronics in it uh the the helmet comes off like it's incredible it's this great incredible toy uh it's got the spring-loaded holster and everything it's just a beautiful robocop of its era and i was positive i'd sold it off in just a big giant box of stuff at one point because there used to be noel you might remember this uh i guess in the early 2000s probably there were a lot of toy stores around here uh there in the outlet mall over by gwinnett place there were a couple in there for a long time uh i used to spend tons of money at that outlet mall on transformers and yeah uh, other toys that saw yeah. a, lot of, a lot of star wars stuff there there were toy store there were at least three or four toy stores you could go to on a like toy hunt day yeah at any given time uh and plus yeah. we still had actual toy stores we still well, had right right not yeah. just toys r us's but fao schwartz's and kb's and stuff too yeah yeah it was b- better times mm-hmm uh but yeah i I would i sold just tons of stuff at these places uh and and i thought that robocop was gone and i found it in a weird it was in with a bunch of my artwork uh from high school i had a big long flat tote that a bunch of my like paintings and everything else were in and it was in there because it was too big to go well in any other kind of storage thing so yeah i found it under a painting of a uh a, a painting I, or not a painting a oil what are they, oil crayon you know what i'm talking about it's it's they're like crayons but they're oil based pastels oh uh, okay. I, I, really uh, debbie i did pastels. a i did a uh i did a pastel uh piece of art called hippopotamus bottom in d minor uh and it was underneath it was underneath that my, and, it, and it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> my memory that was triggered, actually, uh, I'd forgotten that uh, one night I went online on eBay and did a little shopping after having a couple of cocktails. I don't recommend that um, because a couple of days later, uh, a, a box showed up and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I bought this persuader. And so I opened it up. I was like, all right, I'm going to set that aside. I'll unpack that later on. And then uh, a few months later, I remember going to Joe Fest and finding a nice at Destro's Toy Den. Uh, I recommend that's a great uh, a great vendor. You'll see at a lot of these shows. Yes. Uh, but I, I buy from them every time I see them. Complete Persuader uh, minus the backstop figure for 20 bucks. And I was like, well, I mean, I got to buy that. <laughs> I get it home. I go to set it up on a spot in the shelf. And I was like, there's a box in this spot in the shelf. What's Oh, that's a persuader. <laughs> so, or a, a pursued her, as you yes. recently found on Mercari. <laughs> a, a, a little pastime we've got in our group chat. Uh, I will be, because I'm always looking at prices and things on eBay and, and on Mercari. And there's a seller on Mercari, it might be gone now, uh, who has a persuader up there. But I think it was probably a voice-to-text listing because it's the G.I. Joe pursued her <laughs> uh all right well, oh christian did you have anything i i don't unfortunately 
the way my brain works, I may not remember your name, but I know every single toy, every single comic book. And so if I sell something, it I know. If I've bought something, I know. That's awesome. I, and I, you mentioned I comic books. I'm I'm bad about comic books. There are several G.I. Joe issues that I've got like five of because <laughs> you go to a flea market or somewhere and you just start flipping through Joe comics. And if the price is right, you just you just buy it because you don't know if you're you don't know if you're going to see it for that price again. And then I get home and I'm like, well, I've already got I one time we were at like an antique mall type place and they had comics and usually I don't even bother looking, but I just got that tingle, you know, sometimes something tells you, Hey, look in there. And they had, uh, first of all, everything was alphabetized, which was insane because they never are That's in those rare. places. And they had, I don't know how many, like 20 Joe comics were in there. And I was just like, Oh, sweet. I had every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but i i think it was like five bucks for all 20 of them so the you know. only the only times i've done anything like that and again it's specific because i know i have those comics there have been a couple of of joe issues and a couple of transformer issues where i have uh bought a a copy but i it's because when I was living by myself, I went through this phase of like, oh, I really like this artwork on the cover. I'm going to put this comic in a frame and hang it on yeah, my yeah, wall. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't want to screw up my the comics in my long boxes. Sure. So but yeah, I don't do that anymore. I'm like, just <laughs> well, grab that one and throw it on the wall. Who has wall space anymore? My God, <laughs> that's true, too. Uh, all right. Silent interlude controversial question mark opinion the haslab sky striker campaign was too early if they had done it six to 12 months later it would have fully funded with all unlocks if they strike while the iron is hot now with a solid o-ring haslab it will probably rival the success of the classified hiss you bring up an inter interesting point because i believe i said on this show if they had waited until they had a year's worth of o-ring product out and then launched the sky striker has lab i think it would have done exactly that it would have blown it out of the water because people would have had more faith in the product and right now i gotta say if they announce another has lab on march 8th but don't share any more product i honestly don't know if it'll get done hmm. because the you need to have a line like the, you need to have that faith of this is going forward. I can invest in this now. You know, I say that, but if they put a whale up, I think it'll happen. No doubt, because that I think that's well, sure. A, that's a, a grail. Right. And and how many people how many times have they re-released the Sky Striker? I mean, I think we talked about yeah. that yeah. on our Sky Striker episode. So if they did uh an o-ring has lab uh <laughs> i mean i obviously won't be but like something like the vamp i i think you're right you know right if but it's got to be it just needs to be either something special or they need to say look we've teased you for 
over a year now about the big o-ring reboot here it is mm -hmm. and if they've got that a haslab i mean they'll blow it out of the water i think people will jump all over it if they know there's an actual line uh to to go with this product well i mean i was thinking when it came timeline wise if they're gonna do a third haslab this is the time to do it because it's been about seven like it was about seven months since the last one got announced which was about seven months after the yeah. first one got announced so i mean time frame wise and is the based on the success of the his tank uh you know i've i've got a feeling it's coming but are we gonna get an o-ring and said that uh, outside of a whale well i don't i don't think they'll do another classified haslab until the his tank is out yeah uh so i don't know we'll see but you know what <laughs> who knows with hasbro they could announce something like a replica of one of the suits from the movie <laughs> <laughs> how exciting would that be for everybody uh one of the the power suits or whatever they were called <laughs> oh boy uh okay so mandalorian jedi is in the chat completely forgot what day it is that's okay i didn't know what day it was for a long amount of time today uh, I just knew it was the day after I drank too much. That's that's the, my only presence of mind. Uh, so Mandalorian Jedi, you did not miss the sound off. Uh, I don't I don't remember the names of people who I've worked with for 15 years. But when my mom gave me a box of Joe's from when I was a kid, my wife was floored to learn. I knew exactly which guns were whose. <laughs> right. That's, that's how that's how this works. We uh, remember the important stuff. So thankfully, I'm able to pull up Instagram on the, the desktop here so we can uh, address Mandalorian Jedi's sound off. Since we all know that G.I. Joe is the world's most elite fighting force and not Bill Murray and Harold Ramis, what two-man two team of lovable misfits would you assemble to show their stripes, 1981, and accompany MPs Stella and Louise in the new untested em50 urban assault vehicle to rescue a platoon captured behind enemy lines in communist czechoslovakia uh so if you don't know that is the plot of the movie stripes and he's basically saying who would you replace uh bill murray and harold ramus with in the movie stripes which joe characters would be perfect for that <laughs> and i mean i feel like my answer is probably very predictable because they're the duo I go to every single time, Alpine and Bazooka. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> immediately who popped into my mind as well. Yeah, I mean, same. <laughs> let's flip this one around then. Which Joes would Bill Murray and Harold Ramis portray in an 80s G.I. Joe movie? Oh, Bill Murray would be shipwreck. I think Ooh, that's God, correct. No. <laughs> Look, I understand your resistance to that. However, it really is kind of perfect. Like, can, yeah. It, it, so, my perfect shipwreck casting is always going to be Bruce Campbell. Um, but Bill Murray, personality-wise, could pull it off because you got to have. I mean, who else is going to crack that wise all the time? Um, yeah. Yeah, I just find him annoying when he does it. I think that's my issue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Harold Ramis. I, I'm like I'm thinking like a breaker or somebody else who might be kind right. of a nerdier Joe. Yeah, maybe, maybe mainframe. Well, the first one that popped in my head is Doc, but obviously that is not acceptable. <laughs> um, man, unless you skipped ahead and made him Lifeline. 
Yeah. Oh, you know what? I like that. Actually, so wait, uh, my, uh, uh, okay. So who would Lifeline be teamed up with? Oh, if, if we're, we're, the circle is now eating itself. We're, we're right. Ouroboros of a, <laughs> of a scenario here. Um, so lifeline would be teamed up well and again lifeline is the responsible one. you know what well li- lifeline and lift it's... ticket were always my pairing because of the way that larry wrote about them initially yeah right. but i think we need kind of a the the don't get along i mean honestly lifeline and shipwreck yeah or... i mean they they would annoy each other lifeline and leather to together in the end Oh gosh! Oh yeah, too yeah. Because that's a stab. Well, that's already established. Right, right. Mm. But I don't know. Le- I don't know about Bill Murray as Leatherneck. <laughs> well, no, Leatherneck wouldn't be the Bill Murray role. Leatherneck <laughs> would be the who was the uh, commanding officer. Like that's who. He would be abusing Harold Ramis's lifeline, and Bill Murray as shipwreck would not like that, and that would create the bond. But I can't remember who we we don't have time to look up stripes right now. But everybody should watch. Everybody should watch stripes if you haven't. I watched stripes. Yeah, it's been a minute for me too. I think since I worked in a video store in the late nineties. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rachel Salinas, Lenny has expressed his desire to do the Rolling Thunder. I think he's created enough desire with that idea that it would fund a Haslab whale or Night Raven will fund, no doubt. Uh. 100% agree on the the whale or the night raven I think either one of those I mean they're they've certainly been big enough topics of conversation uh, you know as possible has labs that they would fund the rolling thunder look you guys know me I'm going to back anything they do I I I I have no self control when it comes to GI Joe unless there're blue ninjas involved uh but rolling thunder is one of the least appealing suggestions I've heard uh while I, I just don't it's yeah. it's not in the in the years that I was collecting, so it's not something that I have nostalgia for. But it's also something that I'm not crazy about. I just don't mm. really think it's that great of a vehicle. I, I'm slash... on board with you on that. Uh, I would actually. Oh gosh, this isn't what I thought it was. So when I visited uh, Second Chance Toys and Collectibles a few weeks ago. Uh, I was I was shown a few cool things, and my pal Kelly showed me a vehicle that I th- thought was called the General, but the General is a whole other pile of insanity. Yeah. Um. Uh, let me see if I can look this up. What? Because how, what color is it? It's brown. Is it's it gig- the Mean Dog? No, it's not the Mean Dog. Okay. Um, it's brown and it is like sectional. It's almost like a GI Joe version of the maggot, but like way scaled up. I'm I'm looking because now I, I. It sounds like the mean dog, but it's not. Okay. <laughs> um, it, it has under the chin. It has like a removable vehicle that has like a bubble dome on it. And it's... is it the? Uh, is it like the the? The portable fortress, not the not not like the not the one that I've got, but like the the smaller GI Joe moving fortress oh, thing. 
the thunderclap thunderclap oh yes wait no maybe this no this is a different one he showed me this isn't what i was thinking of although this one is awesome too the thunderclap is what shipwreck is giving lifeline in that the movie, raider by the way same year as the thunderclap okay uh the raider which is not as big as i was thinking it well we don't even have a good picture of it here on yo joe no it's actually kind of a smaller vehicle but i love the little detachable uh unit that it has we'll we'll uh yeah. we'll have to revisit this on instruments of destruction at some point yeah yeah uh but no the thunderclap is is awesome but yeah i just rolling thunder not a oh no mobile command center is on my desperately need soon no yeah th there's the the 87 mobile command center which right I that's love. not yeah that there was another one that was like a, it was like a mobile battle bunker or something like that yeah but that the that one's small though right yeah that's a smaller thing i don't know this, this is all instruments of destruction talk we got to save this for another time also because we are uh we're running out of time here thank you everybody that contributed to sound off uh every time we're doing a live stream usually on a monday uh, follow that audible interlude podcast on Instagram and tell us what you want us to talk about, or just express your thoughts about Joe and we'll share them here on the show. Uh, moving along. Wow. We didn't make it to the big one that I thought we would, mm. but that's okay because now it is time for Joe and tell. Have you guys got your Joe and tell subjects? We had to skip it last time. Uh, yeah, yeah we sure did. But uh, we've got it this time. Who who wants to go first? Who's who's super excited about Joe and Tell? I'm super excited, but that's why I want Noel to go first. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll go first then. Um, I a few uh, a few weeks ago, I showed uh, one of the things I got at one of the GI Joe conventions, one of the Collectors mm -hmm. Club conventions, uh, which was the sightline figure. That was the Orlando show, which was the penultimate one. Um, but this week, I wanted to show some stuff that I got at the very last um, G.I. Joe Collectors Convention back in 20... Is it 2018? I guess it's probably on this right here because I have in my hands right now the December 2018, the final issue of the G.I. Joe Collectors Club magazine. Oh, wow. Uh, which is very sad that um, this whole thing came to, came to an end. Um, I will admit I was not one that bought a lot of the collector's club figures just basically got the ones that kept me into in the club um but this is actually a pretty pretty neat little thing because this goes through uh all of the exclusive sets that they did at all the previous oh, wow. um, oh that's very cool all the previous conventions um and this was actually this just came to me in the mail uh as the rest of them did but one thing i did get at the actual convention um these are actually really really neat these are custom file cards the G.I. Joe Legends Collection for Joe Con 2018. And what these are, these are the convention organizers. And they use, of course, um, modifications of the spirit. Uh, this is Brian Savage, of course, who uh, was the one who ran the Collector's Club uh, spirit. Um, his, his name is Scout here. We also have uh, David Lane. He, he is a Duke, and his name is Surefire. And we also have Lanny Latham, G.I. Joe legend, slow kick. Obviously, the, <laughs> <laughs> obviously has a has a very distinctive thing it's drawing from here. So these are actually really cool because they 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 do 
have original file cards here, um, just like for Brian Savage's for 25 years. Scout has been on the frontier for G.I. Joe. His primary role is on the ground, locating and securing, uh, securing strategic targets, mainly high-value installations that can easily be assaulted by parachute drop, because the parachute drop is one of the big right, things that they right. had at Joe. That's uh, great. JoeCon every year. Um, anyway, I'm not going to read all these, um, but um, maybe we can post them on the Instagram or something. Yeah, you uh, yeah. you send them to me and I'll post them. Yeah, yeah. That's or it. you could sign in yourself. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> I don't use Instagram. I'm 89 years old. <laughs> You'll fall for Operation Granny. It will work. Darn you, Cobra. Uh, Christian, are you next or you want me to go next? No, I'll go ahead and go. Okay. Uh, so one of the things I do like um, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say collecting uh, because I do open 99.9% of my figures. But when it comes to Joe, um, I, I love going on eBay hunts for dollar store variants. Um, I don't know why. It's just something. Um, so I after our discussion um, uh, about about the trouble bubbles and the televipers. I did not know that at Family Dollar, they did the Valor versus Venom televiper, which I had never actually seen before because I was definitely not collecting Valor versus Venom. Right. So now I have one and yes. I'm going to go ahead and open it colors on that look really nice and different i don't i didn't have any of the what it was it family dollar is that what yeah. family dollar okay. family yeah. dollar i i don't think we had any of those around just, us really back then i don't feel like oh they were they're all over where i lived because i mean they're really? all over in atlanta and decatur because i really would, okay i would walk into those places and see those two dollar gi joe figures all the time and just be like well I guess I don't collect GI Joe, so I'll just pass on all this stuff. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It just wasn't in my circle then. It wasn't a. It wasn't a stop for me. Yeah, uh, doesn't come with the scanner gun, but which is he's... weird. You'd think even if it didn't have the hose, it would just have the that backpack and that gun. Yeah, no, just uh, rifle and. But he's got his cell phone. So oh, well, that's good. good. Right, well, he can take selfies and read while he uses the bathroom. Well, he he doesn't have the hose because it's sold at Family Dollar. <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't expect it to come with a hose, but like, I, I mean, like thrown... the Godfather's hose wouldn't be sold at Family Dollar, <laughs> right? Oh, that would man. be an adult dollar. Oh but no! As far as televipers go, I act cool. Cool design for him. And my first Valor versus Venom ever figure. There's so. there's some good stuff. There's some really fun stuff in that line. Uh, all right. So I don't do a whole lot of... Well, my customizing days are far behind me. I haven't painted a figure in I don't know how long. Uh, but I don't even really do a whole lot of like fix-ups or kit bashing or anything like that. Uh, but I did order a selfie series Snake Eyes. And it was just such a massive disappointment that I did want to take the head that vaguely resembles me and do something else with it. So I got a Viper officer 
Uh, this just is not going to show up well. I'm going to have to. Well, it's already on Instagram. I put up pictures of it. Uh, but I got a Viper and a uh, Python Patrol officer and mixed them up just because I thought the shirt would look cool with the vest. Uh, and then I put the Viper goggles on the officer helmet to give it a little bit of a different look. And I don't typically think of myself as a Cobra, but I just thought this was a really interesting, cool look. Uh, and definitely better than my head on a snake eyes body, which makes zero sense. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, it ended up being a cool, easy little kit bash. If you don't know, you don't even have to put these in boiled water. Like I just used a hairdryer and everything popped right apart very, very easily. Uh, not a big deal to do. I kind of would like to find some different legs or a different waist down just to make it even more stand out than just two figures mashed together but but as is i dig it i think it looks cool i might give him a different rifle or something but uh yeah that selfie series was uh pretty much up but now i've got a, a different unique distinct figure out of it all right well that is all the time we've got for this live stream i want to thank everybody for hanging out with us talking about gi joe uh i want to thank i uh once again, super chat contribution is much appreciated. Uh, Palpatine, nineteen seventy-five. Greetings, exalted one. Well, well, greetings. You're here just in time for us to wrap things up, <laughs> which I will do by saying, uh, please follow us. Uh, Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram, GI Joe Audible on Twitter. Our music is by Andy Sanford of ElectricMinnowMusic.com. Go check him out. He's got an incredible library of great music, like not just theme stuff like this, like tons of original music. Uh, he does a great cover of uh, Kenny Rogers and the new edition just dropped in uh, that, that is, I actually kind of prefer uh, not just because he's a friend of mine. Social media I already went over it, but Noel, do you want to tell us a little bit about the finest? The Finest is an international G.I. Joe costuming club uh, that I happen to be a member of, and we want you to help us raise money for a great organization called Canines for Warriors. If you're in the greater Atlanta area uh, next month, uh, we're going to be at Toylanta. Uh, our garrison is going to be doing the first uh, booth we've actually done locally here in a long time. So we're looking forward to kind of getting the, the band back together, uh, wearing some fun costumes and, uh, some, and and hopefully raising a good chunk of money that we can donate to a great organization. Check out thefinestcc.com. Uh, check out the Finest Recruitment Center on Facebook if you've ever considered uh, dressing up like a Joe character, and we can give you some pointers. Real quick, uh, I just realized I sit here every single time we record, and there is another figure that I thought I had traded away or sold or whatever uh <laughs> that i found just a few months ago uh Earthworms ah. tremendous Pop. <laughs> uh christian where can we find that toy photography that you do oh so well you can find me on instagram under legion cub well, you guys, it was great sitting down talking about G.I. Joe once again. Uh, you can find Audible Interlude wherever you get your podcast. And as always, yo, Joe. Cobra.
You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.